Hello and welcome to the Unpretty Podcast. I'm Basma and this is Chi. We want to explore the world of beauty through the experiences and stories of people of colour. In each episode, we will unpack different themes and topics, along with the help of some friends, experts and people we just really love. We've got lots to say, lots to learn and we're here to do that with you. So let's get to it. Okay, we're back. Back for the final time. Well, final 2020 time. Final 2020 time. Guys, we made it. I'm back by popular demand. We also have producer Kadine. <laughs> so yeah, we did it. We got through a whole year and we've got through lots of lessons, lots of incredible guests. Sometimes I'm even like, well done to Ao who booked all our guests because sometimes she nailed a guest that even I was like, what are we? We actually got that person. Like, all our guests have been incredible and so forthcoming. So I'm super proud of the people we have as well. Um, but oh yeah, it's been God. quite a year. 100%. This podcast would not have been what it was without our guests. So, Mm-mm. yeah. Second that. Se- special shout out to them for um, joining us on this journey. Yeah, it's been amazing. So guys, as we're wrapping up, we decided to have a final episode where we are just chatting to each other, maybe a bit of reminiscing, maybe a bit of lessons learned, and just, um, yeah, some love for the Unpretty podcast. So where do we begin? Kay Dean, tell me, what was one of your favourite moments of 2020 Unpretty season one? I would say it was listening to Kevin Morosky. I was like, he is me, I am him, we are the same. (laughs) I have never listened to something and related to somebody so much. (laughs) Oh, I love his energy and I feel like I am trying to absorb, be more Kevin. I'm trying to be more Kevin in my life. I mean, you've got a prototype right here. (laughs) The alumni of me. I'd like to be more Kevin. Quite a good way. I think he'll like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love his energy. Baz, what about you? What was your top moment? Or what did you learn? I think I really... Okay, two. can I say two? Yeah. Go so one of my favourite moments was, I think, how much I learned from Evelyn Mock. Um, fetishization episode she was amazing that was a conversation where we talked to her and Vic Hope and I just I maybe hadn't thought a lot about her perspective and this perspective of the Asian community when it comes to what they might be fetishized for because for us it's always been maybe our skin tone so I really enjoyed that I feel like I learned a lot and then obviously one of my favorite episodes was actually the one of the four of us the week after Black Lives Matter happened I haven't listened to it back have you guys listened to it back no. Uh, no, I can't believe that's one of your favourites. That's literally the no. one that I'm putting in a time capsule for 2020, <laughs> and I will never listen to again. No, but it was one of my favourites because I it felt force, really therapeutic, and it felt like we'd done something quite important by speaking our truth. No, I agree. It's super, super important. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Katie. No, no, Katie. She's like you? no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I get it. Like, it was important. And to be honest, it's that is linked to one of my favourite things about season one of Unpretty, which I don't know whether I'm going to keep up for season two, but doing this podcast has made me way more outspoken. 
than I've ever been in my entire life and I've shared a lot and I think that I will have to recline back to my natural Scorpio ways and keep more things to myself (laughs) but I'm glad to be outspoken I've always been opinionated but now I just can't stop just like sharing my truth yeah you you've been you've been sharing (laughs) you've been sharing which is not a bad thing I love that you say your Scorpio truth because I'm a Scorpio and I and I don't I'm not sure I have shared as much as you've shared on this I feel like it's been a nice it's been nice listening to you and listening to your stories and listening to the way you see things because I think that's the beauty of this podcast is that even though we are four black women we don't necessarily all have the same point of view I think that's been quite fun I have to say that is another thing that I loved which I know that AO shared the same feedback like the real eclectic mix of Mm. guests that we Mm. had so Mm. obviously the four of us have completely different experiences but there's no way that we could ever even touch all of the different types of experiences and I know that we haven't even in season one Mm. but every single guest even you know we had so many Nigerians and even every single Nigerian that we had on was completely different and everyone Mm -hmm. brought a fresh perspective and I did I felt like every episode was a learning Mm-hmm. Even when you go into an episode and you think, I know what we're going to get out of this. We never yeah. got what we thought we were going to yeah. get. <laughs> That's actually so true. Every single episode we walked away being like, ah, oh, I didn't know that. That was quite good. That was quite interesting. Hadn't thought that. Hadn't thought that. <laughs> yeah. Chi, what was one of your favourite moments? I mean, the fetishization episode I loved. Mm. I thought that was both hilarious and just... I think we covered some really important talking points Mm. and I had lots of really interesting conversations outside Mm. of that. The colorism episode, Mm. that was super interesting. And I I think that I suppose looking forward at what we could do next on the topic of colorism, I've been thinking about things like colorism. What's what's the colorism when it comes to hair, for instance? Because as much as I said that I felt like growing up I never thought felt like my skin needed to be lighter Mm -hmm. I definitely felt like my hair needed to be straighter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which in itself is trying to achieve a closest proximity to whiteness yeah trying to assimilate yeah 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 very it's a very good point maybe that's one of that's quite a good actually quite interesting topic for next time it's a good one yeah before we go into topics of next time I do want to ask you guys I think what podcasts never talk, not what podcasts never talk about, but I guess maybe things I haven't heard in podcasts is talking about the actual process of making a podcast. And we made a podcast in complete lockdown, learning different edits, which now Chi has down to a T, or learning Kadeen, who has blitzed and nailed our socials. I can't even, one of my favorite parts of this podcast is the socials that Kadeen has done from scratch. But what are some of the things oh that you God, guys have those learned? Those audiograms. Those audiograms. Kadeen, give me a give me a lesson, a production lesson. I mean, kind of just learn as you go along, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, and I mean, there's some nifty little tools that are out those... there these days that kind of make my life a bit more easier than mm. probably three years ago. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been a labour of love for sure, but it's been it's been it's been fun. And looking forward to learning some more new skills for next season. I have to say as well, we don't talk about this, but there were some 
weeks where we literally did not have an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty stressful. As yeah. someone, like, by nature, I work, I like structure, I like to plan. Mm. And those periods were not the best periods for me. <laughs> but we I did like, it. I do remember, <laughs> Katie, thought? do you remember those text messages from Chi being like, hey guys, so um, it's Monday, there's meant to be an episode out on Wednesday. So uh, we don't actually have an episode. Like, and we were all like, oh... Yeah. A... <laughs> is anyone? I think it was like, is anyone stressed? Yeah. I won't be stressed <laughs> if you're not stressed. <laughs> <laughs> However, you say that we've only ever been what about three to five days late on probably mm. one episode. Mm. Yeah, one episode. it's true. We we still managed to get an episode out, like give or take a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe we utilize Clubhouse and have an open conversation about this. Okay. Also, this clubhouse, you sent me a text today actually about this. And I yes. didn't even, I was just too busy to even be like, what's this text message? So I just left it. What's clubhouse? Well, that's my, this is an offline conversation. It's a very long conversation to have. Is it a thing, is it a tool we're going to use? I'm thinking about it, but okay. I do feel like now that we've spoken about this and how hard it is to make a podcast, I think that's our entry into clubhouse. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. I don't, I didn't get a message about clubhouse. I, was speaking to a girl about Clubhouse the other day. I mean, not that I want another app on my phone, but <laughs> I'm intrigued about it for sure. Hmm. Well, we'll discuss, we'll discuss. Right now, if anyone of any concern or is thinking about starting a podcast or has started one, we stare at ourselves on uh, Google Hangouts and then we use Zencaster for our sound recording. And then I definitely have been the bane of Chi's existence because just about every episode she's like Basma I can hear you I can hear your feedback I can hear your echoing I can hear whatever but everyone else has seemed to nail their headphones uh but that's definitely Chi in advance of season two I'm sorry for 17 episodes on and still not nailing my sound (laughs) I mean hopefully season two yeah (laughs) I would love us to talk about how just our amazing guests, actually. I know we've already shouted them out, mm. but Munya Chihuahua, for instance. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we even got him on the podcast in the first place was so amazing. And then to see where yeah. he is now with yeah. his record deal yeah. and his half a million Instagram followers. Yeah. Over half a mil now. He's done incredible. It's one of those guests that you're like, we're actually getting Munya? That's really pretty impressive that we got Munya. So yeah, he's done well. Charlotte Mensah, our first guest. Mm. She has an amazing book out called Good Hair, which I have, but I highly recommend people to check that out. Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's people that have just gone from strength to strength. I think if if you're a man and you're not getting your hair cut by slider cuts, I don't know, I don't know where you're going. Because I feel like he's effectively the only barber in London at this point. He's done really, really well. But I think in general, it's really beautiful that most all of our guests are people of colour. Um, and to watch them excelling in their careers or in their paths or in their personal lives, it's really lovely to see everyone sort of person of colour or not person of colour. It's nice to see everyone sort of doing well, especially in a year like this, that everyone's growing and learning. Yeah, but sure. thinking about season two guys is there anything that you want to cover that we have not covered 
because Ao, who I talked to, was like, guys, we need to cover plastic surgery in our community. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a good conversation. She and, yeah, has I think been... it was fun as well. Yeah, she's been pushing that since day dot. And I don't know how we didn't even manage to cover it in season one, but mm. 100% that will be a topic. I think, Baz, it will be a very interesting conversation for you and I to have because, mm. I mean, I can speak for myself, but I feel like I know you well enough to mm-hmm. be like, neither of us have any real desire to have any plastic surgery or do you do you want anything any nips tucks i mean lifts? i do I'd, I'd eventually think i'd probably get a breast reduction one day just for my old back because i'm little and it's sometimes really sore and really tiring to have uh larger <sighs> boobs um but um nothing that i don't feel like going to the gym could change so no nothing for me really kadeen anything you'd do um, I've always thought about getting breast implants, so maybe we could oh, share. Oh, I'll go down. We could and share go up. breast tissue. I think you know it'd just be fantastic. Yeah, save a bit of money, probably. <laughs> we save a lot of money too. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, new organ donation, tissue donation. Tissue I mean, donation. I think if it was a thing, it would definitely be a thing because there's so many people that you know do want to like get breast reduction. So many people that want to get breast implants. So it'd be. A no-brainer, really, unfortunately. Imagine if that was a marketplace where you could um, trade your tissues. It's a a shame our bodies don't work that way, but... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, 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 fair. I think, yeah, that's Uh, the only kind of thing I've ever thought about doing. I'm not someone for it. And it's not because of the way it looks. I just like my tops to fit me in a certain way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Anything else you guys think we need to cover? I would say body hair for me, because I'm quite hairy. Uh, woman and used to get teased about it quite a lot at primary school and I feel like it is something that is quite common with women of colour. Yeah I totally agree and actually I guess there has been a a bit of a movement especially like within the feminist space and the queer feminist space of embracing body hair but I would love to talk to someone I don't know just about even letting your body hair grow but for a non-political reason Mm. 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 Mm -hmm. fair enough yeah yeah that's a good point and she's anything that you'd like to cover i would love to talk about menstruation and um like the taboos around periods Mm. in black and brown communities because i think if you think about like there's so many examples of like communities in Africa that when the women are on their periods, mm-hmm. they are, you know, they go to a completely different hut or mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. for that whole period of time. Period, 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 period. How many times can I say period in a <laughs> sentence? Period. <laughs> but then there's also the idea of menstruation being a sign of womanhood mm-hmm. so then what does that mean when it comes to menopause like I was mm. reading a really interesting article written by my friend Amanda for British Vogue where she interviewed Karen Arthur who has a podcast that is exploring the black female narrative around menopause mm. and it's quite interesting to think about those two because it's something my mum doesn't talk to me about Mm. menopause mm-hmm. it's a and good one she taught me about my periods but I didn't she didn't really tell me I still yeah, thought I was yeah, dying yeah. when yeah. it came 
Tricky, tricky, not dying. <laughs> that is quite a good one, though. Yeah, that's a good topic. What about you? I think that I would like to cover modesty because it's something that mm. I, yeah, I've grown up with and it's been ingrained into me to be modest, be modest, be modest. But I definitely think it's entrenched and then giving you kind of uh, insecurities about your body because you're told mm-hmm. to hide it and to cover it up. Obviously, the whole point is you're meant to do it for your religion. But I think um, depending on the teachings or the teachings you had when you were younger, I think for me, it definitely gave me a bit of a complex about my body. Um, and I would love to know if other people have that experience or what they went through or how they got through their modesty journey or if they feel, yeah, I've actually never had that conversation and something that's quite personal to me. So I'd be quite happy to have that conversation. I think it'd be quite interesting to talk about modesty alongside like sexuality. Right. Yeah, I'd love to have that conversation. I just think even for models, you know, if you look at Bella or Gigi Hadid, like, technically technically muslim mm. but also like can't can't say they're modest and then how does it work how does it work with religion or with your personal self anyway it's a conversation to have on the pod halima aiden maybe mm-hmm. we could get her on halima you are you there all of her <laughs> yeah. um interviews have just been amazing yeah, and i yeah. actually i was having a conversation with josh one of our first guests mm. about how in the fashion industry actually every single person needs to read it mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they need to understand what she went through yeah. and what they did to make her feel uncomfortable and actually go against her faith. Yeah, I totally agree with you. She's very brave to do that and it's super inspiring. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely a topic I'd like to have. So yeah, we've all already got four topics. That's worked out well. <laughs> um, to our listeners, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, mm-hmm. like... I mean, season two will not be as long as season one. No. But please do get in touch. Go on Instagram, DM us at Unpretty Podcast, yeah. and we will look into it. Yeah, I love the idea of like people telling us things that maybe we haven't covered and they'd like us to cover. And also if there's any, um, I'm pretty and I'm filtered, if there's anyone that you want us to talk to that you think you're dying to hear from, Ao can uh, try her best hand at charming <laughs> charming them onto the pod she's done a pretty good job so far so I'm not too concerned about it I'm still waiting for John Boyega all right babes we gotta gotta aim aim high but don't you know listen boost by thinking Basma okay I'm all for it I'm all for it I'm not sure yeah okay you know what me too sure let's go for John in some capacity yeah it's been amazing final question yeah the final question the question that we ask every guest and actually i think we should start with our special guest today kadeen 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 <laughs> when did you first realize that you were beautiful dun, dun, dun. well <laughs> i don't know you know when you're younger you you know society tells you that there is a standard of beauty so Mm. you either see yourself as beautiful or as you or you don't see yourself as beautiful Mm. um I think I've always been told that you're pretty or beautiful from a very young age so it's actually something that I find quite annoying personally Mm. Mm. um being told that I'm beautiful it just rubbed me the wrong way but that's for all the wrong reasons because people just look at me and oh you're so pretty so beautiful Mm. yeah whatever I'm more Mm -hmm. than just the looks that you feel are beautiful to you 
So I feel for me, it was probably at a much later stage in life. I'd probably say about 20, 24, 25, mm. I would say, when I think I was absolutely comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I was really, really skinny and I put on a bunch of, like a load of weight because I was constantly traveling in my 20s back and forwards to the States. So I put on like quite a lot of weight. I became more womanly in terms of my curves and my chunky thunder fives, which I've now gone. That's another conversation to have. Um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, when that happened and yeah, I think I just became a lot more confident in myself. And I think that's what makes me beautiful, having self-confidence. Nice. Nothing to do with my looks at all. Just I just felt more confident in myself. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, you're beautiful, Aww. Katie, to see you now. You are. I don't know how to take a compliment, but thank you. <laughs> She's like, thanks for talking to me, for talking to me. Thanks. <laughs> she, what about you? When did you realise that you were beautiful? Oh. Um, so I actually grew up, I never, I actually was never told by my parents that I was, well, maybe I was. I don't remember being told regularly when I was a kid that I was beautiful and I think on reflection when I think back now I I feel like it was a protection thing for my parents Mm -hmm. I'm the only girl I've got three brothers who are also very protective um, and my parents are very protective but I same as KD and like I feel like I grew up and had all of these um, examples of beauty that were set in place by like external sources whether it was the media whether it's tv never really seeing myself reflected um also I was never fancied at school definitely not at primary school um and I think in secondary school I think the first time that I remember being told I was beautiful or like attractive was um I think I was in year eight so I was 12 or 13 and my friend Lucy I think she said, you're dead pretty or something like that. And I was like, oh, my dead God. Dead pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you're dead pretty. I was like, what? You're pretty oh, and Sophia's oh. pretty. Like, what are you talking about? Um, But then, obviously, teenage years is too, super toxic. All those awful things happen. And by awful things, I mean, like, trying to find validation externally. Mm. But, yeah, it wasn't until I think I was probably the same, a similar age, Katie, in, like, my mid-20s where I don't know what happened. For some reason, I stopped wearing makeup every day um, because I prioritised sleeping. Mm. Um, And from that moment, everything about me started to change. Like, when I was dating, I felt like guys were blessed to be in my presence. To quote Kanye, my presence is my present. And I just... I'm going to quote Kanye here. I just became more confident. And I think, yeah, mid-20s. And it's growing more and more so. That's nice. To a point where I almost don't care. Like, I don't don't want anyone to tell me that I'm beautiful. I'm the same, KD, and I I don't see it as a compliment, quite frankly. Me neither. Um, I see it as, like, I'm just, like, whatever. Yeah, it's like the and. And? Yeah, and what? The and? Baz. Um, it's quite interesting here your reflections because I actually don't feel like that I feel like when I'm told that I'm beautiful or that I'm pretty or whatever it does make me feel good I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna say that it doesn't make me feel good so um I think because I I think it is the same thing growing up as a child not quite knowing what beauty meant um Mm. and what 
what was beautiful or what as a quantifiable thing what was it um so I definitely think as an not as an adult but maybe in my 20s when people were like oh you're really pretty you're really beautiful I was like oh, okay okay maybe if the more maybe externally the more people that say it to me the more then maybe I'll start to believe it so I think it actually did help compliments did help um not gonna lie especially from uh, men that I was dating um definitely dating more men in the black community helped and uh, make me feel prettier because I'd never been really fancied but I think I take it from um something Tolly said actually in the episode we did with Tolly T-, T and um Josh Smith is that she said something that really resonated with, with me that you know I have the exact same face as my mom if anyone's seen my mom on my socials we look like the exact same person and I actually think my mom is like so beautiful like I literally and maybe because I love her so much like I'm so obsessed with her that maybe I just like adoring her and knowing I look like her makes me feel really good and it's oh, the same thing like, I, like that. I guess yeah Tolly said about her she was like if I look like my yeah. my family and they're so beautiful then like I must be beautiful so yeah definitely I think my mom yeah. looking like my mom makes me feel beautiful so yeah oh oh my god my mom is gonna be so angry <laughs> that I haven't said the same thing because I also look like my mum but my mum me too my, the thing is my mum knows that she's a babe so like and I grew up actually with my mum basically telling me that she was a babe so your, um, your mum telling herself to you or your mum saying to you I'm hot yeah, yeah she she didn't say like I'm a babe or I'm hot <laughs> but like she implied it with a lot of things I'm not going to share her personal stories <laughs> but she implied it with a lot of things that she would say and I'd be like all right mum <laughs> um but now like I, when I hear the stories that I tell I'm like oh my god I'm I'm literally like her <laughs> I just know that I'm beautiful she knows she's beautiful exactly well there you go we are we are mum's children I think we can wrap this up with saying season one was a blast and it was super successful, super emotional, lots of revelations, lots of love. Um, I'm really glad we did this. And I think I'm we proud of us. a really beautiful sisterhood. We yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. And just to our listeners as well, I feel like I'm just constantly shouting out to the listeners. But if you haven't gone back and heard every single mm. 17 episodes, I mean... Christmas period. I'm always sad that I don't have my favorite podcast to listen to over Christmas. Mm. We've got 17 episodes to get through, or 16 plus this. Yeah, exactly. Please do go back and have a listen and just listen to our journey and our progress <laughs> throughout. Even sound progress. We've really progressed, you guys. From episode one to 17, there's been a lot of progress. <laughs> and also, can I just say um, to every single person that said all of us have had DMs, all of us have had texts, had phone calls, had pigeon messages we've all had feedback on different episodes and different things that have resonated with people and they've meant a lot to us it's amazing to get feedback and to hear what people think about the episodes so please do continue if it makes you feel a certain way or moves you in some sort of way share with us because we love love hearing it and we always share with each other and we're like oh look look what this person said or that person said it does mean a lot to us so thank you for every person that's messaged all of us it's funny because we're not doing this for an audience mm. as such. We're doing it because we are learning mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. learning about ourselves, learning about other people. Yeah. So hearing from other people that they are receiving it 
either in the same way or even in a completely different way is yeah. just so amazing so i again same as you baz like encourage people to keep sharing yeah keep sharing so we also have an incredible instagram which kadeen has put together so beautifully i'm obsessed with it i can't say it enough i'm obsessed with it so follow us on there and you'll find lots of beautiful autograms that she's done audiograms and um images and prettiness and colors and all just looks really nice so um yeah pop on there to follow us on there and um yeah dm us with anything that you want us to talk about and we're really excited to speak to you again in 2021 so stay tuned make sure that you subscribe so that you know when we're back Mm -hmm. don't know when that'll be Mm -hmm. it'll be at some point early next year thanks guys thanks for listening see you next year happy new year You have been listening to the Unpretty Podcast, hosted by me, Chi Euphodiama. And me, Basma Khalifa. Not forgetting our producers. Shout out to A. Soleil for booking our amazing guests. And Katie Bissett for managing this whole thing. Special thanks to Xenia Gala for our artwork. And Enoch Kolo for our soundtrack. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please make sure you subscribe, rate us, and make sure you tell all your friends. And follow us on at Unpretty Podcast on Instagram and Twitter for more updates. Until next time. <laughs>